I used to be a big Kanye West fan. I love his production style, his artistry, and his creative genius. But over time, I began to admire him less and less. From his unhinged rants and antics, simplistic and ignorant views of political and social issues, and recent embrace of President Trump. The last time we talked about Kanye on the podcast in depth was from the cancel culture episode when we discussed accountability versus redemption. Now, I wouldn't exactly consider Kanye to be redeemed, but on this episode, we're going to talk about Kanye again after two recent announcements of his. First, that he no longer supports Donald Trump, and second, that he's running for the highest office in the nation. We're also going to use this opportunity to discuss the two-party system, if he has an actual shot, and what this means for the election in November 2020. Let's get into the conversation. going on man how are you living uh could be pretty much better but i think things are pretty well how about yourself all right everything considering it's still uh it's still coronavirus it's still coronavirus there's no vaccine i'm just quarantined and i'm trying to stay safe uh so doing as well as can be and uh and following the news so (laughs) obviously we just recently heard uh or read that uh, that Kanye West announced that uh, well, both that he's not supporting Trump anymore, and second that he is uh, running for president. So <laughs> let's let's just take this piece by piece because I mean I rolled my eyes pretty damn hard when I when I read um, uh, the the headline for this. So like, what was your reaction when you heard that uh, that Kanye said that he's not supporting Trump anymore? Uh, when he first said he wasn't supporting Trump, I heard the whole, like, I'm sure you heard it too, like the whole, it was a plot to get people out of jail and that whole nine. And at first I was kind of like, all right, if that's true, great, cool on you. Other part of me was like, I think, I think I almost threw my phone, honestly, and was like, I'm aggravated too at the same time, just because it's all just seems like he's in his own world. (laughs) Like, there's Kim Kardashian in that whole TV show, there's yep. Trump, there's the real world, and then there's Kanye all by himself just in fucking La La Land. Right. And I, I, so. I definitely think that, like, the influence of people that Kanye has around him is something that I want to dive deep into, because I think it's part of the reason why he is the way he is. I mean, obviously, none of us kind of know what what his life is actually like, but... um I definitely think that there's an issue with the people around him. Like he goes completely unchecked. And if anyone lives their life unchecked, then they're probably going to do some, do and say some crazy shit. Um, And you see that with him and you see that with the current president, which is probably why they, you know, they kind of like each other. Um, But anyway, when I first heard that, that uh, or read that headline, I was like, I literally just ignored it because the first thing I thought was like, what kind of publicity stunt 
is this, right? Like I think one of the the quotes that that uh, that the like a couple of articles quoted him as saying was that he took off the MAGA hat, and like my first thought isn't like, oh my God, Kanye is finally, um, you, you know, seeing the light and doing the right thing. Like my first reaction was like, well, why did you have on the hat in the first place? Like literally everybody told you that, you know, this is not, this is not a symbol of individuality. It is a symbol of hate. Uh, so I was just like, it, it, it really, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I, I didn't understand why now, like, why did you choose now to say that you're no longer supporting this? Um, so th- that's really what I wanted to know more, more than anything else. For me, it was like kind of that at first, but then like, it's the whole idea that let's just, like let's just say playing devil advocate, right? He really mm-hmm. did that for social justice. You know what I mean? Getting people out of jail and having an opportunity to speak to him. Mm-hmm. Like, then it's like I look at him almost as a martyr. If that's true, of course, not like now, but if that is true, because like you sacrifice your career the way people perceive you yep. all to help us technically in the long run. So that's the side of, the side of it that I'm like, I'm struggling with, if that's true, of course. Right. And then as for the unchecked thing, that I, I agree with hope wholeheartedly, but I also have to like, oh, sounds crazy. I have to actually give his wife <laughs> credit because I feel like she's been on the front lines doing things secretly and like, helping attorneys get in contact with the right people to help these people as well. So it's a lot of like moving parts, I feel like, but if, if it's, uh, if it's solely publicity, then, Mm -hmm. which I think partially part of it is, then I'm all with it and all for what you're saying. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a, that's a good point. Um, like, so before, before I touch on the whole, like, is this a publicity stunt um, aspect? I do wonder, cause I think about like, when, I, when I'm thinking about like, why now? Why did he announce this now? Like what is different now that wasn't like, that wasn't apparent like six months ago, eight months ago, a year ago, because I feel like Trump think- has been the most consistent person in politics, right? Like he's had literally the same views since he's been campaigning for president. So what changed now? Like, is it the coronavirus? Like, is it, is it that people are like protesting for things that he, Kanye personally agrees with, but the president doesn't? Like, what? That's no. That's what I'm gonna say. Say exactly that. I think it's literally the fact that right now with the virus and everything, people have nothing better to do ultimately than to, mm-hmm. than to, you know, to a certain degree, educate themselves on what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. So. If let's just say old Kanye is still there, you know, the I don't think Bush likes black people, whatever that that uh that quote was. Let's say that, that old Kanye is still around. Mm-hmm. That would mean he agrees with everything that's going on right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Which means and then you have his wife who's all of a sudden become wants to become an attorney. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like it's almost as if like this situation for him and her is the perfect storm. <laughs> like they've been educating themselves 
more so her because him we don't really know mm-hmm. but educating themselves and figuring this out and like getting close to him to see where he went wrong and to you know kind of not dismantle him but understand what he was doing so it's like it can really go so many ways but don't don't you think that he has like I feel like if I were to call Kanye an opportunist, then that could be the most that could be the most consistent thing, right? Because when that Kanye back in I think two thousand and four, whenever Hurricane Katrina happened, yep. right? Like it helped you know solidify his status as an outspoken activist and like a lot of the content. Um, and his messaging and his music was being very outspoken. And I think the only thing that changed now is that he just, he is a lot more mainstream. You know, he is not the Kanye from Chicago that like produced for, you know, for Jay-Z and Alicia Keys and John Legend, right? Like he is global, he's mainstream. And for a lot of Americans, the the mainstream is not like a liberal point of view or a black point of view. The mainstream is that, you know, America first sort of ideology. And, and in addition to that, like he's just very critical. um, I think of the the democratic party. And I think for a lot of black people in America is it's a little difficult to, feel like you always have to identify with, you know, with the Democrats every single time. So I think it's just a combination of, um, you know, of wanting to appeal to the mainstream, but the mainstream for him changed as he became more popular. Um, but then also just like his identity struggle to, to, to fit into, into a box politically. Yeah, no, I I truly can't disagree with anything you said. <laughs> like, I was trying to. Right. All right. So, like, let's let's move on to the whole publicity stunt um, kind of question because I've I've read that question. Right. So, when someone wants to run for president, right? Like, there are certain um, certain things that you need to do. Like, one, you need to be you know born a citizen. Um, and not naturalized. You need to be over the age of 35. Um, And I think, I think those are pretty much the only requirements, but practically there are a lot of steps that you need to take, right? Like you need to register for a political party and, you know, the elections for president, there are 50 separate elections in 50 States. And then there are also elections in, um, in the regions and territories. So you have to, you know, register your name as part of the party um, in, in those, you know, in those states. Kanye hasn't done any of that. He has not filed, you know, that he's running for president in any states. He hasn't taken any actual steps. Um, I read uh, from an article, uh, from a Forbes article, that his campaign slogan is yes. His political party is. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to say it with a straight face, but it's just difficult to. His political party is called the birthday party because, quote, when we win, it's everybody's birthday. So, like, 
do you think that this is just a publicity stunt? He is an artist. Uh, it It's better for him in his career if he generates headlines, if he generates conversation. And he did just drop uh, a new single recently with Travis Scott. I don't even know the name of it, but like the timing seems a little suspicious. Like, do you think that he's genuinely like that he genuinely cares about uh, running for president, that he has a vision for uh, America to, to lead us, you know, somewhere that either of the, you know, democratic or Republican candidates can't lead us to. Uh, so I will say publicity stunt to an extent. Absolutely. It just seems too convenient for him to not to do it. Cause it, it, it falls in line with your opportunist, you know, that kind of what you were saying about that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just like for me, like, all right. It's not that I believe this. So I'll make that very very clear. But playing devil's advocate again mm-hmm. is is he saying it to test the waters? You know what I mean? To see reactions. You know what I mean? Like you know like that like that like, like, like his toes in the water a little bit with the idea of it. How to power? You know my people or my fans gonna react to this? You know what I mean? But my actual thoughts are just like it's it's all publicity. Or it's like if you are actually with Trump, is it solely to divide the you know the the vote essentially to make sure he wins? To make sure that who wins? Uh, that Trump Joe wins. Biden or, oh, that Trump wins. Yeah, because he technically, I mean, yes, he said it was on his own party or whatever, but there's so many people that are against Biden purely off of you know him being the scum that he is, but they disregard the scummy and creepy shit that Trump does in favor of him because people view Trump as better because he can't be controlled, quote unquote, you know what I mean, with money and this and that. Right. So there's a lot of things moving there in that situation. So that's why I think it's all publicity for him. Yeah, I, I agree. But now, like, I'm thinking of, like, like w- what it takes to be a politician in general, right? Like politicians, you know, to an extent, they they want to serve, right? Like they want to serve the people in some capacity. They have a, you know, a vision for their constituency that they, you know, they think that they're the best position to, to sort of help execute. Like all that stuff is true, but also like, I firmly believe that to an extent, politicians are, very, very, you know, ambitious, very self-centered. Um, they, you know, they want to see themselves amass a lot of power. So to, to a certain extent, I think that Kanye running for some form of political office does make sense. You know, he is an entrepreneur. He is someone who people could call a maverick. Um, so, and then there are also like a lot of other, um, you know, entertainers that have run for office and won, not just Trump, uh, Ronald Reagan, um, used to be an actor, Governor Schwarzenegger, uh, Jesse Ventura, the list, you know, kind of goes on and on and on. Um, so that's not out of the ordinary, right? Like it, it happens a lot, but I just think that like my biggest issue is 
the way that he went about it, it just seems like, all right, did you even do research on how to run for president? What the requirements are? Do you think that rules don't apply to you? Like, what is going on in this thought process? So I'm not really bothered by the, uh, him wanting to run for president. I'm more bothered that he seems to make such a joke of something that is supposed to be really sort of sacred and serious to American democracy. So I kind of have an issue with that overall, not really him wanting to run for office or having a vision for, for this, you know, for this country. I follow that. I follow that. I guess I'll ask you this. Uh Out of the three, let's just say, say, you know, he does submit paperwork, he does get approved, the whole whatever, whatever he has to go through. Would you vote for him? Um, so someone like Kanye, I just wouldn't ever support because I don't know that he has what it takes to, to run anything like for, for a lot of politicians who end up running for president, uh, they, sort of use their prior experience to show that they have the ability or uh, or the judgment to, um, you know, either make good decisions or hire people around them who will make good decisions. And I don't think that Kanye West has shown that he has the ability or the judgment to either make good decisions or hire people around him who would make good decisions. And I, I mean, for, for that reason alone, I just like, I honestly, I don't even think that this is a serious thought exercise. I think a lot of people are bored at home, including myself. And I read, you know, online Kanye's running for president and I'm like, oh shit, here's something new to talk about. Here's something different. I don't have to focus on, um, on, you know, like the fact that 3 million people in America have been, you know, confirmed with, uh, with COVID. So I really don't think this is anything serious. I would never support anyone like Kanye. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how, how else to answer that. <laughs> what, no, do you, no. what do you think? So I'll put this. I get everything you're saying. And this is going to sound nuts versus because it contradicts everything I've been saying up to this point. Mm-hmm. I, would cons- I wouldn't say I'd do it off that, but I'd consider it actually, honestly. The okay, reason, how come? Uh, solely out of the fact that I'd, I'd be, you know, like, partly because, like, just the reason why I feel like Trump got elected is because of Obama, you know what I mean? Like a slap in the face, right? That's part of my reason is just, like, a purely just a slap in the face to the rest of everybody else. It's like, ha, we have someone black who's doing the exact same thing. Can't be controlled, this is not. Flip side, and the more political side of it for me is... Granted, I don't know Kanye's business acumen that well, mm-hmm. but it must be enough to where he's now a billionaire. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like he's finessed enough of a career where I would not trust it, but at the same time, it's like, you know what? Trump as a, is an absolute no for me. And if there was someone else other than Biden, I'd probably go for go for them as well because Biden to me is just like a, 
kind of like we talked about earlier, he's going to sit on the fence on a lot of things. He's not going to really make a strong change, but this won't hurt us either. And I can't really see Kanye hurting us necessarily, honestly. That's not where I'm at. Like, I feel like he won't hurt us. And if he did, I feel like it wouldn't be intentional. I feel like it would be in trying to help. But I do think he, I also feel like he'd have, he has the contacts and the people in his hip hop, hip hop, uh, his rap career. The right people that can be around, that can be around if they choose to, and they choose to reach out to help him make those informed decisions. Or I'm sure he's got, I'm sure Kim or someone has the right people around them uh, to some mm-hmm. extent, business wise, to help them, you know, manage everything at once like they do. So, how do you reconcile that, like, that viewpoint with? I mean, what you really described to me sounds like Donald Trump, yep. right? Like, no, I, I'm very aware of that. Too. Like the quote unquote self-made billionaire that has quote unquote a lot of smart people around me that just wants to make the country great, right? So, like, if if you would, you know, consider Kanye and you know and an alternate universe, then do you think it makes sense that so many people, you know, voted for Trump, even though like, you know, he, he has always said racist things and, you know, never really proved that he was competent, right? Like, should we excuse those people that voted for Trump for, you know, because they thought he was good intention, well-intentioned, or that he was going to have the people around him to keep him in check. I think it's in that realm. I think it's actually entirely different because that, to me, is purposeful ignorance and bliss. You know what I mean? Like they knew that Trump was about, you know, hate mongering and races. They knew all these things, and they overlooked it solely because they hated Hillary. So that's different to me. With Kanye, I feel like if I, and this is purely hypothetical, mm-hmm. if he was to, right, I feel, and I was to hypothetically vote for him, it'd be the fact that I feel like he's got, as a black person's world, I feel like he's got our best interests at, at mind. And it, and it wouldn't be to hurt white people at all. It'd be to just attempt to, you know, even the playing field finally and give us a shot. That's where I think it's a lot of difference that Trump is intentionally trying to keep us down and going by any means necessary to show that he feels that we're inferior and that empowering people who also feel the same way. I feel like Kanye would do entirely different, different. And again, this is me basing off of old Kanye, assuming, you know, all of the Trump stuff was just to kind of gain some power and some, uh, some understanding. Assuming all that is true, then I would actually, I would give him a fighting shot to actually give us the right things and try to help enforce certain laws and, and you know, cases being reopened and stuff like that and kind of using that as a platform in a way to finesse things. You know, I, I'm trying to wrestle with that in my mind as well. Like, I'm trying to imagine, imagine Kanye as this woke billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I... 
strongly, strongly believe that like capitalism in general is so far intertwined with everything, like so many problems in society. And if you're the type of person, no matter what race you are, that ends up becoming a billionaire, I don't think that you are on the side of black people, of people of color, because your interests are too intertwined with with capitalism. Like you would care more about like tax policies and like international trade policies that benefit you and that will end up harming a lot of, you know, a lot of poor people and a lot of poor people happen to be black or a lot of black people happen to be poor. So I think even even with that, like let's say Kanye agreed on a lot of social issues, like a lot of the solution to a lot of social issues have to deal with undoing the harms of capitalism and the harms of capitalism are, uh, are what allowed people like Kanye to become billionaires. So I, I don't know. I, I, I strongly think that, I, but, I don't know. I strongly think that even if Kanye was old Kanye, woke Kanye, and he was a billionaire, I don't think that he would have the best interests of, of black people in the country. I, it's hard to say that for me. And I guess I'm like, Joe, I, I wrestle with it mm-hmm. because unlike, you know, Biden or Trump, they just, you know, they've been given money their entire lives. They don't know what it's like to, to come out of that. I, I kind of view it almost like, um, and I'm not comparing these two by no stretch, but it's like LeBron. LeBron came out of poverty to the highest degree, right? Mm-hmm. And turns up into an, I think he's next in line to be a billionaire as well. But he never forgot where he came from, you know, start starting the school. And, you know, the thing he does philanthropy-wise is, is constant. So my hope in Kanye would be similar to that, where someone in, in his life, right, still reminds him of, hey, you went through this too. You, you know, you were in Chicago going through X, Y, and Z before you made it. You struggle with business stuff. You struggle with music. You struggle with your career as the, as a whole, and that would keep him grounded enough to to make the correct changes that we that we're looking to have and to get a fighting a fighting opportunity. Right. No. I'm, I mean, I agree a hundred percent. I personally hope that that Kanye has someone in his life to keep him grounded. Um, you know, he's he's a married man. That person is probably going to be his wife. So. Kim Kardashian, uh, if you ever hear this, please, please, please keep Kanye grounded. Tell him don't run for president. You know, no, you know what's fucked up actually? And that's crazy. <laughs> uh, no, you know what's fucked up? I'm gonna say it, and it's crazy. That I'm gonna say this as much as I despise. Not as much you know anymore. When they first came out, the whole Kardashian crew. I trust her more than I trust fucking Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like. If he ran, it would a lot of my faith would be in her keeping him in check or like being behind the scenes and, and like kind of directing how things are going. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's fucking crazy. I'm gonna say that, but I truly actually trust her more. And the reason being is like she's got a little more invested now, aside from just being like, uh, you know, attractive, I guess, to some degree, and just having a TV show. Like she's got black children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, and you see her physically out there trying to make a change, you know, for prison reform and stuff like that. Like, 
that to me has been the most telling situation for me that with her and him. And because they're married, she can't check him publicly. That's that's their marriage being fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if he is going through the whole Trump thing, I do remember her, her commenting on that and being like, you know, we've talked about this and here's where I'm at. Like, she's like, I wasn't with that at all. But outside of that, she keeps what happens between the two of them to herself. Right. So I hate to say that and I hate so much, but I actually trust her so much more. So I... I would actually, and the more I'm saying stuff out loud, the more I'm like, actually, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let him run. <laughs> I trust her more than I trust Biden. I trust her more than Trump, more than uh, Melania. I trust her more than all of them. <laughs> and that is yeah, well, crazy you know, what I'm with, saying. Uh, well, so let's, you know, we don't know what all of his policy positions are. <laughs> I'm trying to say this with a serious face. We don't know what is all, what all of his policy positions are, but there was an extensive Forbes article um, that you know talked about a lot of things. So I just wanted to read off uh, a couple of things that he said. Right. So let's see. The, the first thing that that we'll talk about is on um, on his uh, his political party. Right. So on his political party. Uh, Kanye said that he would run as a Republican if Trump wasn't there. So that's just something to note. Um, well, um, before you actually go too far, um, with that, I think uh-huh. I'd agree, though, with him on that particular instance. Because the, the, the Democratic Party is just too fucking, like, everyone's everywhere with this party, right? Like, Mm-hmm. What was it, like twenty, almost twenty candidates, or whatever. At one point, that like got whittled down, like that's insanity, and like everyone has such radical ideas that like it makes it almost impossible for like, anyone to get on the same page. Right. So, yeah, I, I have a, I have a. That's a good point. I have a couple of reactions to that. So, first on the primary process, I don't think that the primary process is that different. Uh, was that different for the Republican Party either? Like, I remember when uh, in um, 2016, uh, when, when you know, Obama obviously finished out his second term, so now there would be a, a you know, brand new candidate on both sides, uh, Republican and Democrat, running for president. So I remember on, uh, you know, very early on, people thought it was going to be a super close race between Hillary Clinton and Jeb Bush, right? But what happened was there were so many candidates on the Republican side. There were like 22 candidates or something like that, that it was really hard for some of the more, um, I would say, middle of the ground um, Republican candidates uh, to, you know, to have a platform to speak on. So people really went to the celebrities and people went to the well-known names. So that's why someone like Trump was able to like easily rise above the pack. So the fact that there are like 20 plus people running for president um, for the Democratic Party, I don't think that's that out of the ordinary. I just think it's natural. There are a lot of people who are ambitious, who have been waiting their turn and waiting their turn and waiting their turn, and they just want to jump in. Um, And then the second thing I kind of wanted to talk about was like, with 
with the Democratic Party and there being just like a ton of like the Democratic Party is super fractured compared to the Republican Party. Like whether or not it's from my perspective, it seems that no matter what view views that you have personally as a Republican, no matter what, they all rally behind their candidate, right? Like they all yep. rally behind whoever's running for office. I think that the, or I've read that like the Democratic Party um, is a lot more diverse, right? Like the Republican Party is, there tends to be, you know, men, it's more uniform, women, LGBTs, intersex, uh, you know, more diverse racially, um, a lot more women tend to be Democrat than tend to be Republican, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it like you're just going to have a lot more views, a lot more competing interests. And I think that makes it really hard for an entire party of a very, very diverse set of people who probably represent more of a slice of America. But it's going to be hard for them to rally behind just one candidate, right? And I think that's what makes it so challenging for the Democratic, um, like the Democratic uh, primaries, right? Like, unfortunately, we run in a uh, two-party election system and one party, they all coalesce, you know, around their candidate, no matter who it is. The other party is super, super, super diverse they have super, super diverse interests and you're just trying to get everyone to, you know, to say, all right, we need to find one candidate that we think is going to represent the most interest for the most people, but they're not going to be able to do everything. It's almost like the Democratic Party is like the crabs in a barrel analogy. Because you mm-hmm. notice like once it, they come out, it's just it's just cutthroat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're just downing each each other and basically showing flaws in everyone's policies just to get ahead. Right. Whereas, as I said before, Republicans are going to back whoever the hell it is. That's going to be the end of it. Like, and they don't do that. There's no, there's very little unity on the Democratic side. So your attention is just divided the entire time throughout this whole thing, throughout the whole thing. So then, I mean, with, with that in mind, then, do you think that, like, Democrats are just doomed forever because they are so di- diverse. You know, like, are they ever going to Get win together. any election on the national scale? Like, because you can, like, y- you know, you can maybe run for senator in like California or you know New York or you know or like very liberal states, and you can you know expect that a Democrat will have a good chance of winning. Um, you know, whether it's mayor, uh, local elections or statewide with senators and governors, but the president, the president of the entire country, like do Democrats even have a chance at this point when the, it seems like the only choice that they have is just in that one candidate. I mean, um, I don't honestly, I think they will, they'll, it's going to remain, as it is now, I think there needs to be a third party formed and a strong one at that, and at where it's like, you know, uh, it becomes a real thing. Or black people need to actually, and this is crazy to say it, go back to where things began and actually infiltrate the Republican Party. 
You know what I mean? Like that's what the only two options I see because the Democratic Party is too, it's just too everywhere. It's too frazzled with different thoughts and different opinions and different uh, personalities. And they're not even remotely close to one another to a certain degree. So I think the only option literally is for a third party or to, you know, infiltrate the Republican Party or both for that matter and start to show force in that level, on those levels. And then conversely, I think also is to get more ed- education for, to, for people to un- understand that there are other voting processes mm-hmm. outside the presidency. You can vote locally and that has more change any damn way. Facts. No, very, 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 very true. Like, unfortunately, like this country is a pretty much a two party system. Um, that that makes it super challenging for it makes it super challenging for both Democrats and Republicans, right? Like, because you know the the you know both parties kind of run um, run a, a, a lot or, or wield a lot of influence, then, you know, you kind of have to, no matter what your views are personally, you kind of have to move toward that mainstream platform, or at least it seems that you have to move toward a mainstream platform in order to get anything to change. So whether you're a, you know, you consider yourself a conservative, but you have some views that are, you know, quite out of step with the Republican Party, then, you know, it's hard for you to say, hey, like, even though I think, you know, the current president is terrible for the country, I don't know if I can see myself voting for someone else that, you know, just has all of these liberal views, right? Like, I think a lot of Republicans struggle with that. And the same, uh, not let me not say Republican, conservatives. And the same goes with a lot of, you know, liberal folks, like folks that consider themselves, you know, uh, progressives or socialists or communists, you know, or wherever on a spectrum that they that they fall in. You know, it's really hard for them to see themselves supporting someone like Joe Biden. But, you know, they may feel pressure to do so because, they don't want to see another four years of the same, you know, current administration. So I, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm trying to think about your point about, you know, having like, for instance, black people infiltrate like uh, a Republican, the Republican party. Like, I don't know how well that would work because I feel like we've been trying to infiltrate, like we as in like Black Americans, have been trying to infiltrate the modern Democratic Party for I don't know how long, and I feel like not a lot of progress um, has been made. Right, like when when people. Well, that's my are- point, though. But that's like my actual point is because, and I'm sure you know this too. When both parties were first developed, Black people were actually dem- Republicans. So, in, you know, somehow along the lines, it, it made a switch, right? So it makes me wonder, because let's, like, let's be real, neither party has ever at any point in time really been for us, correct? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, since we were part of the Republicans. Since then, people have been Democratic, but ultimately, 
Democrat Democrats only talk with I think it was Charles Barkley who said it. You know, they only talk every four years when they need need votes. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's a bunch of lip lip service, right? And I feel like if you get the right black person in the Republican Party, and again, as we spoke about earlier, they are they're more uniform, they're more together, right? So you get the right person in there on that side, they'll back him regardless. And if they don't, well, then mm-hmm. you know, shit, we fail. But it's better than being on the on the Democrat side where you know it's already a long shot. You know what I mean? There's a there's a slim opportunity on the Republican side for them to back that one individual. If he wins it, they'll back him and go from there. But the Republican, the, the, sorry, the Democratic side has shown how much hell you have to go through just to get like your face out there. Right, and uh, and you know, to a point that you made earlier, right, like how. How a lot of people, you know, they talk about how, uh, you know, Republicans, you know, were on the right side of the Civil War and the Democrats were the real racists. So basically, I think this was like in the 1960s, there's something called the the Southern Strategy. So um, after basically like the, you know, civil rights legislation, civil rights movement, the end of kind of Jim Crow laws, the Republican Party... Um, needed a strategy to, you know, to sort of increase their their political support. So uh, they wanted to attract a lot of, um, you know, white rural conservative voters. So they started, you know, having policies and slogans that were, you know, dog whistles that stoked a lot of racial tensions. Um, you know, saying things like sort of make America great again, like those sorts of, you know, those sorts of uh, strategies were really perpetuated during that time. And what ended up happening is that political party needed more votes. So they were like, well, we're actually going to go and be racist now. Right. So that's kind of how the switch happened. Um, I think a lot of people, and specifically, we're going to talk about this in a future episode, but like a lot of black conservatives who are trying to break down the whole how Republicans are the real saviors, they they don't really acknowledge the fact that that political party actively campaigned to perpetuate white supremacy and to stoke racial tensions in order to maintain power. And if you don't acknowledge that, then you kind of missed the whole, whole, whole point of the politics. But Yeah, absolutely. But I think, I think that's my point. Not my point, but that's kind of where I was not headed at entirely, but my, kind of my, my kind of where I was going a little bit because ultimately, like I feel like I said before, yes, they're outward about their racism, but the Democrats aren't too much better. They just hide it. <laughs> you know what I mean? This It's all for them. For me, it's all lip service. Like when people talk about you know, Bill Clinton and everything, they all say, oh, he's the first black president and blah, 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 blah. And for years, I thought the same thing because I, you know, based off of what people said, you know, who were actually functioning at a higher level of adults when he was a president and I was a kid. But looking back and like seeing the policies and things of that nature, he created a lot of issues for us through prison, you know, prison bills and stuff like that. And almost positive, I'm not mistaken, 
he at one point set a record for the most number of uh, minorities in, in prison at one time within a couple of years or however long, you know, it was. But he set a record at something almost positive at some point too. Mm-hmm. And I remember it, um, he also had, and hopefully I'm correcting this, but just in case I'm not, um, hopefully people you know can go and Google themselves. But when he first got elected, there was a person on death row, if I'm not mistaken, and mm-hmm. he was supposedly innocent, but to prove a point on his prison reform, he went ahead with their um, went ahead with their execution anyway to prove mm-hmm. a point. Like that is some foul shit. So do you so, do you think that the modern Democratic Party is the same way? Because like the modern Democratic Party, so this is twenty twenty. It's better. No, it's 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 better. I'm not gonna like say like, you know, condemn the whole thing. It's definitely better. Right, because that was like, yeah. that was thirty years ago. Like the Democratic Party thirty years ago was a lot more white and a lot more male. And mm-hmm. if you look nowadays, there are you know m- massive you know amounts of LGP- LGBT people, people of color, uh, LGBT people, people of color women voters, uh, immigrants, uh, who are, you know, who are now elected into, into office. I don't like, I think that we can acknowledge the ills and harms of the past, but also acknowledge that the party is moving in the right direction and it's moving in the right direction largely because of the people of color that are deciding to, you know, become politically active and drive, drive change. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, I think I posted the other day on Facebook, kind of like that, like basically how like our age group and under, right, our generations, um, we're not really identifying with either party. If you notice that, it's just a matter of who are, who we identify with more in the moment. You know what I mean? Whose policies we align with, and right now, you know, the modern Democratic Party aligns with a lot of our thinking. You know what I mean? Which is why I think a third party is it needs to be in development. Or some kind of branch off of the current Democratic Party. Right. So I mean, do you see that potential third party being the Democratic Socialists? Yeah. Something along those lines. Cause I think people now are too caught up in like I like I've about, I've about sick and tired of hearing the constant left, the right, and the liberal this and liberal that. Like, with people who say that for, to me personally, don't have enough knowledge of either what they're saying. They're just spewing what they hear on fucking Fox TV or whatever <laughs> other staff network. Like, you know what I mean? That's all you hear. The moment yeah. someone says anything remotely regarding a, a quote unquote socialist idea. If you look on any social media social media platform, it's immediately, oh, you're a liberal, uh, what does it say? You're a libtard. Or you're a Democrat piece of shit. Like, that's immediate thought. It's like, where did you get this from? <laughs> like, most of these social ideas help you, you fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I can't even try to rationalize that because I, I wonder, you know, I wonder the same thing. Well, that's my thing, because like, I'm, I, it's like it's like when 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 Trump did the whole um, back in the nineties, and he was on Oprah and about the whole presidency thing, and that man straight up said, 
If I ever ran for presidency, I'd run with Republicans because their followers will believe anything. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, 20 fucking years later, the man said, word? oh, word? Let me go ahead and do this real quick. And then, I mean, bamboozled everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah, I... I just I, I think it's I think it's really interesting like the the whole I wonder if you know if Donald Trump never became president if someone like Kanye would feel emboldened to run now right because I think the conditions that existed in 2016 led a huge part of the country to feel like they needed someone to come in and just blow shit up, you know, at the, at the very minimum, hopefully change things for the better, but at the very minimum, just blow shit up. Right. And I, like, I think about the fact that Kanye is running now and I wonder if he will get some actual support, right? Like I think of those same people that like troll and have the memes and, I think people like that would appeal, you know, would find Kanye to be appealing. So now I'm almost reconsidering, like, maybe he has less than no chance, right? Maybe he does have some kind of broad support. Um, That's tough. I feel like he actually would have support. I'm not even in front for the exact reasons that I just that I laid out before about people giving him better the doubt, number one. And two, with our candidates being so fucking shitty, I can see mm-hmm. it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the two we have, you can you can they technically have legitimate crimes. And I know Trump literally actually does, but just a group together, they have actual crimes under their belts. Like there's I mean, a litany of things you can pick from as to why these those two shouldn't be running a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I could see where you'd actually have a fucking fighting chance. Could you have on one side, right? Uh, Kanye did have the MAGA hat, right? So people think those dumbasses probably think, "Oh, he's for us too." <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They probably think he's uncle, he's Uncle Tom, he's you know, Bennett Arnold the whole night, and they'll vote for him, thinking he's going to fuck us more, right? Mm-hmm. Flip side. You get our generation and under who believe, potentially, not all the time, but that might believe that Kanye actually did did it to get to where he is now and and actually, you know, uh, run for presidency. Mm -hmm. I think he actually, in his fans, Kanye still has a legion of fans that won't, that will gobble up everything he says and does. The man has been running a church for a while. Like, (laughs) like, I think he still has a legion of fans that will go for it. And all it takes is one other rapper to be like, you know what, I'm with Kanye, and there's his fans, and it just keeps going from there. So I give much, and then you have the whole fucking Kardashian uh, crew. And then the more I'm, oh my god, the more I'm talking this, the more I'm like, <laughs> might as well go for it, <laughs> honestly. Like the way I look at it, it sucks to say it like this because it's a real life situation, but we can't get much worse. <laughs> I really can't say it get much worse right now. I mean, that's a that's bleak. Unfortunately, <laughs> like I, can, I can see why you feel that way. I I think like I pretty much only have one you know one additional thought, and like I'm really thinking about what 
what him running means for the immediate immediate election and what it means for elections in general. And, you know, for, for this immediate election, I don't think it will mean much. Um, I think that this is just a, you know, a news article that's going to come and go and get its, you know, 15 minutes of fame and get people talking for a little bit. But I, I, I don't, I don't think that in like four or five months, we're still going to be talking about this, but in the longer term, I think that, you know, more and more people who have a big following, um, but maybe don't have the traditional, um, experience and expectations of what it takes to run for office will continue to run for office, right? Because, I mean, Kanye is an extreme example, but, you know, when you have people that are regular, you know, regular moms, regular, you know, regular teachers who are running for office and winning, um, or AOC who you know, used to work as a bartender um, and and also an organizer before she ran for office and won. I think that, you know, this is really a sign of more and more non-traditional, non-insiders being able to sort of have a message that resonates with the people. And I just hope that people like Kanye can realize that you know, that this isn't a game, this isn't a joke, that they should take this seriously. And, you know, the the potential chance that they have to make their communities better, to make the country better, they shouldn't take that lightly. So that's that's what I really see for, for the longer term. Uh, I mean, I, I wish I had that kind of thought and faith, but I feel like America has shown on limited occasions that they just we just can't get our shit together. You know what I mean? Like, you look at even just this whole coronavirus thing, people can't even wear a fucking mask. <laughs> As America is built on individualism and selfishness. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's spilled into our presidency as well. You know what I mean? Everyone's a me, 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 and then how does it affect my own personal life? And no one's ever thinking about the, the greater good for everybody. Right. So... Ultimately, I, I, well, I think that's why I was such a big advocate for Bernie Sanders. Like as much as as wild as some of his thoughts were, he you can kind of tell he was looking for everybody in some shape or form. He was looking out and understood that people come from, you know, very impoverished areas, and to use a different term like Stephen Jackson, like they come out the mud. Like they understand what it means to struggle what it means to work hard to get somewhere, to work the nine to five. Like it was like he would get up gunning to help the, the common person. And all people could, people could see in that is, well, you're not, help, you're not helping me individually. You know what I mean? Or you're too radical. And it's like, yeah, well, sometimes you have to be a little radical to get shit you want. And that's how we ended up with the jackass we have now. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well, I think we'll we'll end the conversation on that note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we we could keep on going, but uh, this is a good conversation. Um, we definitely have to keep talking about Kanye and the whole opportunist thing on a future. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Before you even cut it out, okay. 
just one last thing. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, and this is about Trump, which is why I said it can't get much worse. But you yourself and myself, for that matter, have been in fistfights since he's been in presidency, president over racism being so much more, you know, on the forefront. I can't have the other four years of that shit. <laughs> Just point blank. So I, I, that's what I mean. I can't get much worse once he's another four years of him. Those are facts. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't even like it's it's so it's so crazy the times that we live in, but um we just we just gotta hope that things will get better and not only hope, but we gotta take whatever actions um that we can to make sure things get better. And I know for sure that making or taking this Kanye conversation, uh Kanye for president conversation seriously is not one of those steps. So yeah, we can, we can just file this under like 15, 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> yeah. But again, if he does run, ah, fuck Kanye and Kim 2020, baby. <laughs> <laughs>